0: Welcome to Mac Podcast. This is Dearest McDonald, your host, and I'm here in the studio today with my daughter, Morgan Destiny McDonald. And uh, we've been going round and round about what uh, subject matter or what topic to t- talk on on today. And uh, so we're just going to uh, really hop in here and uh, just basically have a conversation. And so um, so Morgan, welcome uh to the show.
1: Hello, hi everyone.
0: So uh Morgan has um really kind of put this interview or this this conversation off for a bit. So but we're going to have the conversation today. So uh and mind you Morgan has recently turned 16 uh which was on April 6, 2021. 4 weeks ago. Oh, she has it down. So she said 4 <laughs> weeks ago. So, uh, so 4 weeks ago, I guess, uh how did it feel turning 16?
1: Um, it felt the same really. It didn't feel like a milestone. It just felt like it finally came because quarantine took so long and I finally got to reach my birthday.
0: So, do you say that just because when you turn uh, your experience for fifteen was different than sixteen, or come tell me why you feel as though it's kind of sixteen is like oh it's another number. What why do you say? Are you saying it's another number or what are you saying exactly about being sixteen?
1: Well, I have changed my mind now because sixteen I got my permit and I got to get other things. So now <laughs> I guess it's a milestone because I got my permit and then. I have it until September
0: and then I get to start driving. Right. So, yeah. So, mind you, uh, in the midst of all this, of turning 16, her mom and I, we were really trying really hard to have braces off by 16 and also uh, have a driver's permit by 16. But mind you, with COVID and all that, we had uh, some delays in that just because of trying to book the appointment was far out. So we had to use... Uh, multiple zip codes to try to figure this thing out. But so uh, with you turning 16, uh, I normally, I typically ask this question to anyone I come in contact with, no matter what their age is. But so what would you tell your eight-year-old self? Now that you're 16, so what would you tell your eight-year-old self?
1: Mm, I think I would say don't rush it and try and remember like, what was going on because I don't remember anything that happened when I, I don't even know what grade that is, <laughs> but try and, well, not try, but remember everything, live in the moment and make us not as many friends, but make friends and have the experience.
0: So is it, is it, is it saying enjoy where you are? Yes. Not looking forward or backwards, but looking right. Or not looking anywhere, but really being in the moment of where you, where you, the very present that you're living in. Right. Okay. Yeah. I. I can. I can. Um. Yeah. So do you? So you feel as though, you were like, rushing to get sixteen, or, or, you said being the moment. Did something happen to make you feel like you need to be in the moment?
1: Well, ever since, like, cor- like COVID hit and stuff i mean you you live in the moment but like everything changed so like you don't get to see your family and everything so everything stops so like you and everything just stopped slowed down so you don't get to do everything you want to but like whenever i was i mean i remember when i was eight but like i don't remember everything so i think i should have like not paid attention but like been more aware of like you can't go backwards
0: yeah mind you morgan um uh, during her earlier years, uh, the time of eight years old and probably before eight and after eight, Morgan had a social calendar. And so Morgan would, there was always something for Morgan to do, be it days of the week or on the weekends. She, her calendar was always booked. So I, I can kind of, I, I hear what you're saying, but she also would say, but dad. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be sure to let her be able to be in the moment with her friends or, or what have you. Uh, so, um, how does it feel to have an actual driver's permit and how, how does it feel to drive? I know right now we're experiencing driving, um, from, uh, Hill to, uh, Bryan Adams, but how, how does that, or just driving in general, how, how does that, how can you put that in context of cause you're the one driving, so how does it feel <laughs> to you?
1: Well, at first, like when I first started and I was forced to drive on the street, like to my school, I was kind of hectic, but like, as I keep going, I build more confidence to like, like you just have to like, not put, uh, like you just have to put yourself forward and just do it and have the confidence. And, um, yeah.
0: I well, I was gonna say. Mind you, mind you, she's being very modest, right? So, on the first day, we went to uh the parking lot. She did very well i mean behind the wheel i uh I did the opposite of what everyone what everyone did to me uh typically <laughs> when I was uh learning how to drive i mean it was you know the 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 person who was trying to teach me how to drive would scream, "Don't judge, don't, don't don't." So I was like, let me remain calm. So I did it in the calm voice, but we did more of uh, going over uh, the different things inside the car and what to look for, what to do in the car before actually driving. So she can get familiar with the car. And then we did the parking lot. So you get familiar with being behind the wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, she did very well for her very first day. I mean, there was no accidents. She didn't hit anything. And, uh, so, you know, she's been very modest, but
1: I mean, uh, at first, like, I mean, now it like, at first I was like, I'm really doing this cause I couldn't believe it, but now I'm just like, Oh, I drove.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, you're now, um, a sophomore in high school and, uh, COVID hit during your, um, time when you were in uh, a freshman, um with now being a, a sophomore in high school so how how does that how are you taking all that in um and I know that you've just gone back it's been what a year and s- some months <laughs> since you just went back this past Monday to in-person learning so tell me how how how, how is that going right now
1: um mm, I mean it's the same it's just school <laughs> But my freshman year, it was, like, I mean, it's not, like, everything I dreamed. It was just the freshman year. Like, everybody boosted up and say like, it's the most fun year of your life, whatever. But it was just regular because I'm a part of the P-TECH program, so I'm in a whole other building from, well, I'm in the same building, but I'm on a whole other level than everyone else. So I'm not really in, like, the mix and stuff. So, like, I don't really get to see nothing. I don't really do nothing. It's just... I just there and so when it when we broke up and came virtual it was just it was fine i really didn't care because it was just school the only thing that i didn't like about it was the aspect of family and plus my we would go places every week weekend and we would be gone all the time but my sophomore year is i mean like i said it's the same it doesn't there's no difference but when i went back monday it was the same like yeah. it was just the same but the the only thing that I that's like prohibiting is the mask it's just I don't know yeah like.
0: this mask thing is something else right so um but again you know she's being modest she's in uh, early college and uh so she spends a good amount of time doing her academics for high school but also she has college courses she's taken so um so tell me about these college courses and how does it make you feel and but can you put that in context like how how does it make you feel to 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 balance all of that?
1: Well, my freshman year, like I said, we, we I went and it wasn't like too like, oh my goodness, And then whenever I transferred to my sophomore year, um, they didn't even tell us like that you were going to get it. It was just like we got on a zoom and they were like log into this, and this is what you have to do. And whenever I first saw them, um, the teacher that was for that class, he had assignments up for the people who had the summer course and didn't switch the date. So I thought I missed all the assignments and it said I was missing all of them. But it turns out that he just put it wrong. And so.
0: Oh, that's that's the guy who, 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 uh, yeah, that's the teacher. Like you had all these assignments that were passed. mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that.
1: And I was freaking out. But they told me that. It was just from the summer course. And so now I had, well, then I had two, and it was music appreciation and, geo- no, um, what's it called? Um, earth, science, and space. Yeah. And so I took those two, and it was pretty easy. I didn't really have any trouble. The only thing is that they don't do Zoom calls. So you don't get to interact with the professor, and, like, they don't teach you anything. You have to learn on your own. But I'm pretty good at, like, stuff doing it on my own because I can understand the the um, instructions. And my parents do a good job when I was little to understand the stuff. And now I'm taking um, nutrition and life something. And then, um, what's the other one? Nutrition and, oh, speech. Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah and the nutrition class is all online and she's um pretty like persistent like she keeps it ready to go and like you do all your work and yeah so i'm doing good with that class but the speech class it's zoom and you have to turn the assignments and if you don't go to the zoom you get basically you get counted absent but they don't really take attendance in college but he sends the attendance over to my school and then our um, coordinator contacts us and says you need to go to class. And so if you don't go to the Zoom, then you don't get the information. So basically you get zeros.
0: Yeah, so also she's not mentioning that um, <laughs> you have to show your face in class too. Oh yeah,
1: you can't have your camera <laughs> so
0: off. So if you have your camera off, you get marked absent. Uh, So Morgan has been what, with perfect attendance and academics and all that good stuff. So um, uh, Morgan, so how does it... Um, when, uh, when you are, uh, taking your, uh, college courses, right? Mine, you have to do it, uh, for this summer. So you have to take college courses this summer. Um, how, and then you also have volleyball, right?
1: And I have a um, geometry class. Right, geometry
0: class and also you have volleyball. So, uh, she is, uh, so she's juggling athletics and also academics, uh, and she's been uh, a shining star. Uh, so, <laughs> we're uh, as parent, as a parent, as a father, I am um, happy that uh, she is doing it for her, not for her parents, not for her siblings. But uh, Morgan and I have had conversations often that you you're great, or for really for you, and we want her. Well, we want her to be proud of herself. Uh, not because everyone else is doing it, not because your parents are telling you to do it, but more so that I've made in my mind Morgan McDonald to do this. Uh, so, and
1: write this down. You have to want it for yourself.
0: Yeah. So we've had the conversation that you have to have it. You have to want it for yourself uh, because if you want it for someone else, then that, that, that kind of dies off and you can kind of feel some kind of way about that. But uh, so... And you're also an avid so, um, and I know that you are studious and uh, your note taking is amazing. So, um, what uh, what do you feel has helped you be an avid, be it whatever, to be able to study, have the discipline, and being able to get the work done when it comes when you're trying to juggle athletics and also volleyball. Um, and I mean, I said athletics and volleyball. <laughs> I mean, athletics and academics. So what? Yeah, yeah that's what I meant so, to say.
1: Um, I'll start off with AVID. So with the AVID aspect, like when I first went into middle school, I didn't know anything really about notes. Because in elementary school, they would give you a paper and it would like have blanks and you just fill in the blanks. But when I got to middle school, like they would just read stuff to you and you wouldn't know what to write down. So when I had AVID, she taught us how like what to listen for and want to write down. And what we learn how to do, I think it's called tutorial notes. And on the left side, you have questions that the teacher asks you. And on the left side, it's notes that you write on the side. And then on the bottom is a summary. So that's how I started off doing it. But then as I got older, um, I knew that like I could do, I could go a step above and like not do the lines and stuff. So I just wrote out the notes, but that really helped me with my note taking and
0: um Not she's still like right now she's being very modest. She has a really she has her own system that she's come up with over the years where she's kinda as she said, she's kinda she has a tutorial notes which she was using from Avid, but also she's come up with her own system, be it color coding, be it whatever. Yeah, she highlighters. Has highlighters. She has color coding and different things that she used that she's I guess it's a trade secret. She <laughs> don't want she didn't want to share that tonight, so uh, But we won't press her for her. Uh, well,
1: I can say that. Okay. I've seen my mom do stuff like that. But also, like, um, my avid teacher, she would do stuff like that, too. But, like, I just, like, I get it from, like, just seeing stuff. But, like, yeah, I would have my notes. And, like, in our agenda, they would tell us to write down our LOs and DOLs. And I would write that down so I could know what I learned. And if I didn't know, like, I could go find it and have to write down my homework and stuff like that. And then juggling that in athletics it wasn't really that hard because AVID was like a period that was blocked off to do notes tutorial notes and I forgot what it's called I think it's
0: uh, well while you're thinking about that you just say AOLs and DOLs now yeah. your dad is not part oh, that's, of school uh, so what is AOL and DOL what is this stuff <laughs> well we're LO
1: about? is the learning objective which is what they're going to oh, teach you oh learning them.
0: objective okay
1: and then DOL is It just, I don't know what it's, I forgot what it stands for, but it basically is a four question paper that gives you questions on what the teacher you learned. Oh, okay. And they see if you've learned anything.
0: Okay, got it. And
1: then I don't know what it's called, but basically you, you go back and you look at a missed question you had on a test and you basically break it down and figure out why you got it wrong and figure out the right answer. And so that would help me on my test to do that. And then for... Yeah, athletics, it would be blocked off, so I could do some of my homework there, or my teachers in middle school really didn't give homework, but now in high school, like, I, it's all on the computer, so I never had a chance to, like, see, like, juggle that between that, but it's really not that hard to so do. So you feel
0: like it's a part of you, it's just, it's just something that you do, right. uh, it's, not, you, it's not forced.
1: Huh? Right, no. Yeah,
0: it's not forced. Well, I mean, I, I think that's uh, that's good it doesn't feel that way. So, uh, what brings you joy?
1: That was a good question. (laughs) Um, I think family and actually, like, well, that's a basic answer. Not, I was going to say actually being able to live, but, like, family and being around people that I love and people that love me. Because you could be around people that you love, but the people who the people you love, they probably don't love you back.
0: So So you're saying what I I guess what I'm gathering is that you uh love being with family is a thing and also where love is reciprocated, where love is flowing yeah, and it, it's coming back to you, it pushes out and comes back to you. Right. Uh yeah. So um so in that, um
1: I'm giving short answers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's fine, right? So um what is it being how is it being the oldest right we know we're known as a party of five keeping them with mcdonald's but you're like number one like firstborn like
1: Not you are the you're one you're
0: first <laughs> <laughs> you're number one so what 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 do you how do you feel as being number one when it comes to your siblings like you know it's, it's morgan and it's darius and then marlon how, how does that um how, how do you how does that make how do you feel uh in that
1: um well, at times it comes in handy, but like today it did not come in handy because <laughs> I have to go first. But um, it makes me feel great, I guess, because like they have someone to come to. The only thing is that I want an older brother, so or sister, something because I just feel. I mean, like they'll interact with me, but like since I'm the oldest, I think like they don't really want to <laughs> play with me. I guess I don't know, but like it feels good because like they, like I said, they could come and talk to me if they need anything. Or, yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna
0: get old first. Oh, so you don't want to get old first? Well, age is remember, ages is about a number, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you are as old as you feel within your spirit, right? So, just remember to to continue to carry that with you to know that you, as old as you, how you feel. So, if you feel young and vibrant, you will feel young and vibrant uh just because if you keep that mentality it keeps you in 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 a in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a frequency that keeps you in a place of where you want to be. Uh so um uh how does it feel being number 5 when it comes to the granddaughters, right? Mm-hmm. So uh on your mom's side, right? You're mm-hmm. the fifth granddaughter. So I didn't even
1: know that. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you're number 5. So there is uh it's Vanessa, then it's Bree, then it's uh um then it's uh, Alicia. Alicia and yeah. then Whitney and then, and then, then it's, it's Morgan. <laughs> yeah, so how does it feel being number 5 and how how is that relationship with your cousins and how does that, you know, with them going off to college, some have graduated and like Whitney is the tail end. So how does that yeah. make you feel? Well,
1: these questions connect the dots, but um like I like we said before that like I want to have older, um like brothers sisters so they're that kind of older brother sister feeling that I have, and they're always there for me to talk to, there for to do anything but it feels good to have them there, and with Winnie being at the tail end just makes it being closer for me to graduate and go to college and. It's just going so fast because Vanessa's done, Bree's done, Alicia's done, and Whitney's done almost. Oh. Yeah. And then it's my turn, so.
0: Yeah. So, so you feel like it's kind of- it's, it's, it's coming it's, fast. It's coming fast, but sweet in the sense that you're next, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, what is your favorite thing to do?
1: Mm. I would say academics, but people already know it's volleyball. <laughs> 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 or- No, they want me to say it's watching basketball or being on the sidelines for basketball. But those are my really three favorite things to do now.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. So, mind you, so if you didn't know, Morgan is a uh, basketball fanatic, right? You can find her on her phone or in front of the TV, especially Uh, this year has been, I think it's been really good to you, right? Because March Madness is like, as March Madness his hit, and then it was just game this after season. game after game after game after game, and so, uh, so, kind of, what is what is your love for basketball? What 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 is that? Mind you, I wanted Morgan to play basketball in middle school, and and I was you know I shared with her I said well you know this is a good time to practice or just learn the sport, and she has really learned the sport, and uh, you know we'll we'll see if she um uh, and she's been she's been the basketball manager uh we'll see if we we were taking anything beyond that but so uh what is his love for basketball and and um uh, what uh what has drawn you so close to it
1: well first yeah he said i've been love for basketball but when my brothers were playing for the ymca that's when it really started because i would have to be there watching it with all my friends and stuff But once I started middle, well, and then plus, like, I would help them with, like, the layup lines and all that stuff. So, whenever I went to middle school, like, I saw them practicing. And so, they were like, do you want to be the manager? And they just explained to me what that is. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm for it. And so, then I would go to the games, give them water, do the layup lines, stuff like that. And then when I got to high school, I did it my freshman year, but then it got cut off because of COVID. But... It was fun doing it my freshman year because it was, like, kind of, like, closer to the NBA type thing. So it was fun. And I wanted to do the boys, but mom said no. <laughs> but that's what it is. And then over quarantine, um, as y'all know, the COVID stopped half of the NBA season. So they went into a bubble and finished off. And then they selected the final teams to go into the playoffs. And then that's when my brother started watching it. And so I would watch it with him. And then I got intrigued in it because it was like good games and good teams,
0: yeah mind you, like you know Morgan and Darius i mean they' they can definitely be commentators right <laughs> um and uh for basketball, just because they they i mean you talk about a love for basketball is just ginormous um so um what um what would you say no like I guess my next question would be is that now mind you that morgan with morgan also she has like this photographic memory i mean she can remember stuff too <laughs> like when she sees it she can remember stuff but also i remember going to some of the games that morgan would be she would have to keep score because they would call on her i mean they wouldn't oh, yeah. call on the adults they would say morgan come that out we were struggling over here <laughs> so um with that how does it make you feel when someone is um reaching out for help, um, how, how does that make you feel?
1: Mm, as people know, um, I'm a helpful person, and I like to like to jump into stuff, and at times people have to tell me, like, like that's enough, like, don't do no more because I like to do so much. But um, at times it makes me feel like, like, really, why me? Because I do it so much, but at the same time, I like it because they know that, If I do it now, then I'll have a love for it later. So, with them telling me to do that, like, now I have a love for basketball. So, it's helping me. It will help me now. And that's, speaking of that, now that I want to get my minor in sports management. But that's, like, stuff like that helped motivate me to do what I want to do today. So.
0: Okay, cool. For athletics, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mind you. So, Morgan has always had this um, spirit about her to... Uh, help. Um, and I remember in elementary, uh, early childhood. Oh, we love Morgan. Morgan keeps <laughs> us all in line. She would, you know, have the teachers in line at school, and being, you know, or she would also be sure that the teachers are on the next when it, when it's time to do the next thing. She would also remind the teachers, hey, it's time now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she has been uh a really a blessing for most of her teachers along her way through from um elementary to middle school because it has followed her all the way through to high school. And so uh, I am, um, you know, I think it's great uh that, that for me as your dad to see that you are one who are caring about others that are around you, but also to see a need and also be there. And I think, which is, well, there's something I think that maybe some of me as her father, I, I kind of have the same, I guess, that I would do, too. If I see a need, I, I'm going to I'm going to really try to fulfill that need. uh, And I guess we also both maybe be in the place of where not necessarily to duplicate anything. I don't like to duplicate anything. So if I feel like I'm being duplicated, I kind of move back and find something else right. to do. Uh, but I like to, I like to fill in gaps. And I think that Morgan does the same thing where she's going to fill in a gap over. She sees a need. She doesn't necessarily want to ask for the, ask about the need. She's going to step in and really, uh, take ownership of that and move forward.
1: Um, yeah, I just had a flashback. Like whenever, um, my parents would do the food at the church and like, I mean, I didn't remember, but like, I've seen pictures of where like they would do the, the homeless stuff, like, that's kind of probably where I got it from, and watching them do that type of stuff because like I would chip in and like we would go to the store get the green beans stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Morgan is is sharing when, oh we were we were juggling, kids and also we would uh, feed. Well, we also we would feed the homeless. Uh, my great aunt, uh, which is her great great um, uh, aunt, aunt Fr- uh, Frankie Rush uh who uh started but it was really started by my uncle my uncle Frankie uh who started it uh feeding the homeless on Christmas Day and then from there my uh again my great aunt Aunt Frankie she took it on and we would start serving the homeless on New Year's Day and so um she kind of carried the torch on and uh basically we would feed the homeless and the homeless you would get um, you get a hot we we'll, you know basically share share life together as far as uh uh Christ, and also you could get a hot meal, you would get a shower, you can get your hair cut, you can get clothing um and all that, and we would do that and it was more like trying to get someone to be sure that you everyone in life needs this like this shift in life or a reset, and so we would kind of help those get a reset and so also so our kids would be there too. Morgan, Marlon, Darris would be there uh, helping, you know, being there. If they're not helping, they're being in the nursery uh, and someone's watching the kids while we're trying to serve uh, the homeless. And then also every first Sunday, we would uh, feed the senior citizens. And so she's reminiscing on those times in which we had to go to rush up to Sam's and probably Saturday Saturday (laughs) and get uh, stuff for uh, uh, the uh, senior citizens meal uh big well, sometime, would sometimes there
1: all day yeah, long
0: so from they,
1: eight o'clock <laughs> to <till laughs> probably six.
0: It would be for um what is it green beans, corn and leg quarters and cornbread. Um uh, but in uh a, in a um
1: styrofoam container in yeah. a bag. <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's great that you remember that but but also, you've had opportunities to volunteer at charities, right? Right. So, uh, tell me about that. I know that you have a passion for uh, serving those who are less fortunate. I know that's one of your dreams to start a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to find out from you, um, what was your experience when you went with the Nancy Lieberman? I know you've gone more than once, but mm-hmm. um, kind of share something about your experience with national legal and charities
1: so the well i'll start from like the beginning but um my coach she um mentioned to us that a female basketball player who played in the WNBA. she's retired now but she played in the WNBA, and she um she had a charity going for um for herself and then um she was giving away ipads and you had to write an essay and everything So I wrote an essay about it, and I well, about what I wanted to do with the iPad, and I wrote about how I wanted to, like, at a time where it was cold or, like, hot, that I wanted to make, like, gift baskets for the homeless for, like, toiletries and maybe, like, canned foods or, like, something that's not hot to give to them, and they accepted me to go, and so I went, and it was at a golf course in Plano, and we met her when we walked in. She was very nice, very welcoming and we um, got shirts, and then uh, she took us to a room, and we had pizza. And then after that, we met like most of her friends, so like Seth Curry, Kobe Bryant, Dale Hansen, and m- so many more people.
0: So I mean, mind you, Morgan was you know Morgan um, <laughs> at the time. She was I mean, and she didn't I mean she kind of knew, but you really didn't know who she was meeting. Right. Uh those who were those NBA stars. So she's very agreeing with that. But um I think that has uh really meant a lot it's meant a lot to you, right? Right. Yeah. Right? I think it's helped her. Also writing the essay and also putting things in perspective. Um and uh I think that's I think that's great. Uh mm. so um
1: You want me to talk about the second time?
0: Yeah. So what um yeah, so so Morgan had the opportunity, we were just, you know, here, she had the opportunity to go a second round. And mind you, this is like the craziest thing, right? So um, I'll set this up for you. So what happened was there was a, there was a new round of going to National League Women Charities again. And so mind you, weeks before this kind of come up, uh, Morgan's iPad just crashes, it dies. And so I take it to uh, I believe it's a place called uh, I think it's Mac Daddy's over in downtown Carrollton. I took it there to see if they can do if they can resurrect it, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but they could not do anything. She said, "Dad, what am I going to do?" <laughs> she said, "This thing means a lot to me." And uh, so it died. And we couldn't. We could not resurrect it. So, uh, but uh, she had an opportunity to uh, go again. So share your story about. For this round, because the first time you were in middle school and now you're in high school, you're older. Uh, During that time, what was it? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but now she is a sophomore. sophomore. So tell me, yeah, kind of tell us about your experience this round.
1: This time, um, like you said, they sent me a message and said that she was doing another one, but it wasn't going to be like on the golf course again because of COVID, but um, she had it at a i'm sorry my mind just went blank um i think it's called realtors that's what they are i think so she had it at at a place i can't think of the name of it but they had a facility and it's for the realtors who work there and so they had uh, some of her friends were there and they showed us around there and then they we got cards from all of the realtors that were her friends like so we could keep in contact with them and then we met this person who writes books him and his wife and like they publicize books for people who Is it Kel want
0: Williams? To write. Is Keller Williams? Keller Williams. Yeah, okay.
1: And it's in downtown well, not downtown, but it's in Plano. Yeah. And so they they she talked to us first about how we should like basically live in the moment now and like I I, I can't remember that far back, but base she said live in the moment and like pay attention cuz most people in high school don't they take it for granted and don't pay attention and don't realize when you move on in life that it becomes harder and they wish to become older, but it gets harder. And then the public, publishers came up and he talked about his life story and I won't mention that, but he talked about that and how we need to like, you know, live life. Like if you if you come up with an obstacle, it's just the enemy getting in the way, but God is there on your side and that you just need to push through and then the lady who's over the building i think her name was Kim she talked about um her life story too and that like jobs come in the way and you don't realize that you're going to get like be that person for that job but just take it and go with it
0: so so in that it's uh i think it's great where you have the opportunity to, to... Uh, not just from your parents experience but from your own experience right? right you were able to go out and experience this and you know you went in open but also you received something that is really uh, what i'm hearing is more of a place in which which connects with how you believe right right being in the moment living in the moment so that's i believe that's somewhat of a co- of confirmation right right that, it was that like you, i
1: was pretty like what like
0: <laughs> yeah so you're like you're on that so, so that's more of what I am learning myself. That's where you on the same vibration and mm-hmm. that that it's almost like a radio frequency. So you're on that radio frequency that you need to be that you're hearing the same thing because you're now on that on that channel, so to speak. Right. Which is good. Um but in that it's it's sounded like that definitely you need to uh be in a place to be in the moment. Right. Cherish the moment. But what during that particular um, When you went to the event, what was like your main takeaway, like really kind of had you to shift and look at things differently where you like like you had an aha moment Uh, at the time? And I know some some saying back in the day, it was uh, Moses burning. It was a it was a burning bush for Moses. But <laughs> what was your burning bush <laughs> Or uh, if you will for that event, what 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 was your takeaway? You are like aha, like what <laughs> what could you apply? Uh, that you what was your takeaway? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now that like I said everything, it's coming back to me. There the publishers were the Wimbries, and the wife his wife that came up. She I forgot her first name, but she said speak life. So like whenever she gave an example of when she was sick, she wouldn't say like yeah, I'm sick and I don't think I'm going to get better. She spoke life into it and said, yeah, I'm going to get better today. I'm going to take medicine, stuff like that. So she was saying, like, speak life into what you're doing. Don't say you can't do stuff. Speak life into it. That's what really stuck with me. And I wanted to write more stuff down, but it was just, like, so intriguing. And I didn't realize, like, I mean, I know people believe in God and, like, some people don't show it. But when I go to school and stuff, most people aren't like that. So I was kind of shocked that they were like pushing that on us and like speaking it to us because they were heavily on their beliefs. Of
0: yeah, that. which is which is good. Right. Because mm-hmm. most of us is really is more about how you live your life. Right? right. Because we all don't walk around on what I would with a, with a tag on our forehead to say, I'm a Christian. Right. Right. It comes through either a conversation or it comes through where. You are, um, your actions, and right? even the words you speak. Right, right, for sure. Uh, so your words, the words that you speak. Um, but in that, so you, so I, I guess I take that you left with a different perspective from those who you met. Right. Uh, you had one, you had one way, uh, when you walked in, but when you left, you left differently because you were, um you felt the connection. Is that, right. Is, yeah.
1: And they were highly appreciative, like, that we came and everything. But, like, um, I can't remember the man's name, but he was like, God did this and that and that and that. And I was like, whoa, yeah. like, he's saying that. Yeah. And then even the lady who owns that building and owns the realtor company, she yes. was saying stuff. Yeah. And then Nancy yeah. was saying stuff. And I was just like, oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. So, which, which, is, which, is, which is good, because it, it knows that, um, that, they are really, uh, in tune with who they are, where they're going, right. what direction.
1: They're not hiding. Yeah,
0: they're not hiding, they're not hiding it. Um, so, um, I had one more question for you, and I'm trying to think of what it is because right now, it it's 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 escaping me.
1: Well, while you're thinking, I'll yeah. say that she like how she has she inspired me like how she has her, Nancy Lieberman charity program. She inspired me to do my own like charity thing because. Uh, when I well I didn't work there but basically I was like an intern basically at an after-school care in the summer and there was a well we didn't know but he was basically special needs basically and I would help him because I kind of knew like what he needed and what he couldn't do and like how to like not discipline him but like know what to tell him so he could cooperate and so like he I wouldn't say he inspired me, but that makes me want to start a program for special needs students, a charity program. Okay, so,
0: so what I'm hearing you say is that you um have a heart uh for those who are special needs, but it sounds like that, and, you know, we could start a non-profit anytime you want to. You just got to mm-hmm. say the word, so... If you're ready to go on that adventure, you mm-hmm. just let your parents know. We're we're I mean like like I said we are talking parents, mm-hmm. and we're we are willing to have a conversation. If we don't know, we're gonna to try to figure out a way to, to make it happen. So right. if you if you feel as though you are ready for a nonprofit, um, we have to figure that out. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, in that, I was trying to get back to, where, so um i know you have a love for gospel music
1: i knew he was gonna right? say this
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i know that you have a love for gospel i mean like i mean a love like this no other for gospel music so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um can you share with us what that love is about for gospel music and mm-hmm. what does gospel music how does it resonate or what what does gospel music mean for you or what does it do for you um on a daily basis or whatever, how do you, what do what do you use gospel music for?
1: So, um, well, as everyone knows, I was, I grew up in church. I was almost born at church. (laughs) So, (laughs) I grew up there. So
0: you think you were born in church?
1: (laughs) So, I was basically born upon that, but also my parents are really good at expanding our, our lifestyles and like knowing like you can listen to other stuff, but they didn't like, like say that, oh, you can only listen to gospel music, blah, blah, blah. But I can say that when I went to LAS, I said it, but (laughs) when I went to after school care, when we transferred to um, public school, there was a, a worker. His name is Tavian. That's like my big brother. He like showed me that like, it doesn't matter what people think about you. Like you can listen to it every day. Like it doesn't matter. And so he like inspired me. I remember one day, we were at the after school care, and he like took my phone. He just downloaded a whole bunch of music, and then I like started getting into it and like putting more songs, and then that's when I got introduced to like Jonathan McReynolds, and then my godmother's even is a gospel artist, so her songs, and so when I go like to school and stuff, it just helps me get along with my day, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, so kind of so it kind of sets the tone, right? Yeah, and he
1: also told me like. You just don't have to listen to it on Sundays. Like it's every day. Like it doesn't matter the time
0: of day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, gospel, like like Morgan said, we we, you know, we wanted to live by example. Um, my wife and I. Uh, it's not you know we believe in this, but we wanted to be sure that they they are believers for themselves as we walk this life and we're sharing life together, but not just forcing it on them, but. Uh, but also, being open and to allow them to see what things are for themselves, but also walking along the way, uh just as Tavian uh shared with her that yeah gospel music can be listened to at any given time that you want to listen to gospel music, and uh, as a culture we have a tendency to believe that um it 's for Wednesday and Sunday. right uh, but typically you can you can start your day with gospel music where you get mm-hmm. in your day with gospel music, but it's, it's, uh, truly up to you. Uh, it's how you want to set the tone for what frequency you're on. Um, and I also
1: could, can connect that to when we got baptized, like they didn't force us. Like we learned about it in children's church. We learned about it from the youth pastor and everything. And we just knew like it was our calling and our time to do it. They didn't say, Oh, go up there, do it and sign.
0: Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. And uh, truly wanted to be a place in which um, that we were leading by example but also wanted them to be the one who is saying that yes I make my mind up I am coming to Christ because I feel called to do that
1: Right, um, and even when they were interns for the youth thing we didn't even like do it at that time we did it after
0: so. yeah so uh, it's just it's been uh, incredible uh, especially uh with Morgan. I shared with Morgan on her sixteenth birthday that um that I prayed for a girl to be born first and that I want everything that she is today is what I prayed for. And um she said I was very quiet on her sixteenth birthday. But No, quiet, but
1: I was I, I didn't say that. I was just saying because my dad typically takes everything into perspective. He's not the quiet person, but he like sits And takes everything into perspective, and that's kind of what I do. Like at school, like I'm not the one in everyone's business. I just like like see stuff, and I, as I say, peep things and see like what's going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I, yeah I yeah I think that definitely you're on point. I think definitely uh, I'm an observer, and also um, I think the spirit of discernment is incredibly high when it comes to myself and you that we could discern things about certain things are happening and what's going on at the time is happening so i would say that that's you're you're dead on that uh we are uh definitely can um pick those things up so um what is uh one thing you would share with uh someone that's coming after you um uh we'll just say it's like someone like jasmine right mm-hmm. jasmine um uh, who is a dear friend uh, of ours daughter. And um, Jasmine is so sweet. Yes. Uh, she is so sweet. But, so what would you what would you say to Jasmine, who's someone who's coming, not directly behind you, she has some years to come, right. but what would you share with her?
1: Um, I would say, like, I mean, she does this already, but make sure, like I've already said, I mean, there's probably other words to say, it, but live in the moment and make as many friends as you want to. But know that, like my dad tells me all the time, the only thing you have in common with those friends is school. So if, like, they're doing some rude stuff, mean whatever, that's the only thing y'all have in common. So it's okay to lose them as a friend because when I was in middle school, I learned that. And most of us dropped as friends. And now I only have three. So it's just what you have to go through and take everything slow because it's it's going to come fast.
0: Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, Morgan. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great point. Uh, just because Morgan had Morgan had some things to you know take place as we all do, uh, in early childhood and also middle school, but I was sharing with her that you have to you know you have to be sure that, um, that when you truly have something in common, you truly have something in common, more than just school. And if it's just school, then those relationships may fall by the wayside just because you only have school in common and you don't have anything else and so it makes it kind of tough um but in that you know you just have to be sure you know who who your friends are for sure and i would just say right now it doesn't matter quantity of friends it matters that that particular friend has your best interest at heart because they have to be for you not what you are for but for you if they're for you for you but then you know that's a good friend but not what you are for right Uh morgan, morgan i've had we've had this conversation that you know you have to be sure your friends are for you and not what you for you what you're for because as we know uh enemies will cross enemy lines to be a friend with you because they you are for what they're for right. but not for you uh and, and so, you
1: never know some i mean i've seen like i said i observed stuff and most people can be against you but not showing that they're against you and being in your face and laughing or whatever, but they're doing stuff behind your back and being against you yeah, and behind closed doors.
0: For sure. And I I think that those things will surface You if, if you are in tune with who you are as a being, right? And mm-hmm. if you are really not distracted in the sense of knowing whose you are, who you are, and where you're supposed to be, then you can really pick up on some of those things. If someone means, you no good. Right. Right. I think that, um, I think that's, that's, that's a good place to be.
1: Yeah. I can say that. Like when I was in middle school, God had, God showed me many of times, like, Oh, like this friend is about to drop because like, it was just simple things. Like you would see, I would see. And then I'll be like, okay, that's my sign. Like they're not my friend anymore. And or I need to stop hanging out with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that, you know, and I would just, I would encourage you to stay with that just because that will get you to a place in where um, you could, you know, be at a place where you're not mingling uh, in, in areas where you should, you know, you kind of, yeah, association. yeah, guilty by association or just people that that means you're no good, you know, that that mean you're no good. They're just in your face because either what you have. Or because of the people who are around you or just they just want to be in your business, you know.
1: So and the first one half what you have is a key factor, which <laughs> yeah. is so annoying. But
0: yeah, so people just want to be because of what you have. And that could be really But once you discover that, then, you know, right. Um. Then you know, what. You know how to treat that person, not not in a bad way. You just know what it's worth, right? You're
1: putting to perspective what. Yeah, right.
0: Okay. Put it in perspective for sure. So, uh, we got uh, what else would you what what would be, um, so and mind you, so Marlon and I had the same conversation, right? And so I'm glad you were able to take time out of your busy schedule today <laughs> to talk to your dad. But I would say, how do you describe success?
1: Mm. Um, I think success is, um, I'll give an example. So, like, if you're in the workplace and you're not, like, doing the work and, like, you're just lollygagging and not find the directions, that's not success. So, like, success would be you doing the work and putting in hours that you don't need to do and, like, helping around the workplace and stuff like that. And also, like, doing the work that you're supposed to do, not failing and stuff like that and mm, I think and also like as like adults like you have to like do what your boss says or even if you're the boss you have to do what you have to do you can't fall behind and success is doing that like doing the effort and not falling behind and doing what you have to do
0: that's good yeah success is, is is putting in the work definitely because what you do today will make it better for tomorrow, right? So if you do the work today, that makes that makes the very next day even better because you put the work in today. And also with all that wrapped around with faith, faith without works is dead. And so right. if you put the faith and the work together, there has to be some manifestation to take place.
1: Right, and I heard in one of the, I think it was a book you were reading or I don't know what it was, but she was saying like, you can't do what... The work from yesterday or the day or the next day. You have to do what's going on right now and right. not behind you or what's before you.
0: Yes, right. Put the work in the day. Don't borrow from yesterday or, or tomorrow, but do the work of today and where you can have have the most impact.
1: Right. Um, and then you'll finish the other stuff right. along the way.
0: Right. Because you only have time for what you have on today to do what's assigned right. for you today. Uh, yeah, that's good. Any final words?
1: Mm, no. I think now that <laughs> we actually did act feel better, like, it was a good, like, restart, I guess, for the week. And mm, I just hope everyone has a good week. And, like I said, live in the moment.
0: All right. So, uh, we want to thank Morgan, Destiny McDonald, for being in on today. And this wraps it up. So, if you didn't remember... Or, or I would say be sure to write this down, live in the moment, be in the moment, breathe in the moment. Everything else will line up for you, but you need to live for today.
1: And do everything for yourself, not for anyone else.
0: All right. Have a good one.